Welcome to Higher Ed in Practice, a podcast series from the European University Association. In this series, we introduce you to selected practices in European higher education, covering teacher training and teaching enhancement, well-being, pedagogies and co-creative processes. I'm your host, Helene Peterbauer, and together with some of my colleagues, I sit down with higher education experts to give you insights into practices you might find inspiring, thought-provoking or just interesting. In this episode, my colleague Therese Sang interviews Nora Jansson-Rattinica from Rigastradens University in Latvia on the University's Center for Educational Growth. The center runs a junior school of academics, which plays a key role in supporting the university's teaching staff in the development of their teaching skills. In this interview, Nora explains the school history, its pedagogical approach and success factors. So, Nora, your university, which is Riga Stradinch University in Latvia, has a so-called Center for Educational Growth. So what is that center and what does it do, actually? That's right. Yes, I'm, I'm glad to say that uh, the center originally focused on uh, teacher training only has grown into so-called threefold entity since uh, 2014. And uh, we are responsible for analyzing study quality, providing continuing education for our academic stuff, and also we support pedagogical innovation projects. So uh, I would say that the center also stands out among other higher education institutions in Latvia because alongside its uh, practical support we provide on a daily basis for uh, academic stuff and, and units, we conduct also pedagogical research uh, deliver courses in study programs and uh, play a vital role in our university strategic innovation development uh, and and additionally we also serve offer training and uh, consultations to other higher education institutions all right so a lot of things and a lot of tasks but um, let's perhaps concentrate also one aspect because I understand that the center runs a school, of junior academics whose function is to support the development of teaching skills among the participating academic staff. So how does that work and how does the school's approach also differ perhaps from the other development uh, courses, other professional development courses that many other higher education institutions offer to its staff? Could you explain a bit on that? Yeah, sure. Correct. Uh, so the, the school was established by the center in uh, 2019, and uh, it was designed as a so-called support platform for teachers who enter academic careers at uh, Riksdardinch University. And uh, what makes the school unique is that it is not composed of uh, separate learning fragments, I would say, but rather uh, a, a sequential learning experience. Uh, aligned towards a unified goal. So uh, furthermore, it is dynamically adapted to the specific learning needs and interests of each group. And uh, a single cohort usually consists of uh, approximately 25 participants from which is specific uh, various structural units. In our case, it's uh, healthcare and also uh, a bunch of uh, uh, social, social sciences. 
So uh, the active engagement takes place over a four-month period, and uh, altogether that is approximately 60 academic hours long. And uh, it is also important uh, to note uh, that uh, school operates on a voluntary basis, so it's not mandatory. Uh, and uh, that results in, in really high motivated faculty members who are committed to their personal as well as professional growth. And uh, about those uh, specialties or specifics of our uh, school, I would like to stress um, four things. Uh, so we are creating uh, a safe learning environment where we are sharing not only our successes, but also difficulties encountered in the study process. And we observe that uh, academics face similar challenges in their work. Encountering challenges is normal. It is considered to be normal and engaging in collaborative thinking for new solutions provide a really strong motivation for their work. That is one thing. Uh, another thing is a flexible offering. What do I mean by that? Uh, of course, there are certain topics uh, included in each cohort, each group, but we begin with the, the joint learning journey by identifying the specific interests, the specific needs of participants. And uh, that promotes their pedagogical competence and we promptly respond by incorporating new topics in the schedule. The third thing is reflection. After each session, the academics engage in reflection regarding the benefits gained and uh, how the acquired knowledge can be integrated into practice, into their study courses. And uh, reflections are uploaded in our e-learning platform and academics receive personalized each uh, feedback on their submitted reflections. And of course, that helps uh, building self-efficacy and provides ideas and materials for the individual and, and professional growth. And the last one is, um, again, a unique thing in our school, structured observation. So the observation of classes during the school, Academics have the opportunity to observe three lectures in classes led by other university instructors. Colleagues from the same school, uh, experienced professors from their own structural units, as well as colleagues from completely different structural units of, or, or fields. Uh, and by doing so, we foster closer, closer collaboration and bring together professionals uh, from different disciplines, different structural units, such as, for example, doctors and lawyers. And it really effectively promotes interdisciplinarity and the community building. Thank you, Nora. Very interesting. But um, could you tell us then a bit more about precisely what was your university's rationale um, behind this approach? So I understand it is targeted cross-unit approach. Um, but why did you choose such an approach taking place in a specific time range instead of, say, a um, mandatory approach and mandatory annual courses for all teaching staff? Are there reasons for that? I got what you mean. Uh, well, I must describe our model. Uh, so uh, the model of uh, pedagogical CPD, continuous professional development, encompasses a regular offering for everybody. That includes a total usually up to, uh, to uh, 200 academic hours of uh, training activities per year. 
and uh, academic staff are required to select a minimum of eight academic hours every two years. That includes four academic hours of participation in a regular training and four of uh, those class observations. And uh, that is a mandatory component of their professional development. That is uh, an overall model of CPD. And the School of Junior Academics is a specialized activity, but that is also within the, the continuing uh, education for our academic stuff. That is specifically offered to the target group of junior teachers. And uh, we wanted the driving force really to be the motivation of the participants to take part, uh, which is uh, reinforced by the benefits shared by our graduates with uh, others. So those teachers are really highly motivated, as I said, and uh, actively seek a community for their professional growth. They are mostly professionals in their respective fields who do not possess any formal pedagogical education usually. So this, mean that, this means that their teaching experiences are mostly based on their own past experiences as learners, as students, uh, or their perception of how teaching should be conducted. That's their experiences. Uh, that's their background. Uh, we offer a package tailored to individual needs, uh, and we witness our graduates quickly become agents of change within their structural units, and uh, they really contribute to the L&T learning and, and, and teaching culture within the whole university. And uh, they acquire significant learning and teaching competences, generate bright ideas for modernizing uh, study process and establish a wide network of uh, fellow members from, again, various units, which strengthen their positions in, in teaching and learning. Thank you very much, Nora. That's really interesting because we, we also discuss often at European level and with colleagues how actually CPD and training generally um, contribute to build up the representation of the teacher that young academics want to be. And what you explained really um, answers to that. So now this school has existed for a few years. What I want to know now is, would you say it is a success? Does it work? How does it work? A lovely question, most certainly. Uh, of course, we would like to expand and uh, have a bigger capacity to ensure uh, an even more personalized approach, personalized manner. Uh, however, the results are really life-changing. That's what we witness, that's what we see on a daily basis, and that's the feedback we get from our participants. So academics recognize teaching and learning as a field that is con constantly evolving and refining, and uh, they uh, realize they're not born ready uh, as educators, but they become ones. And uh, it is a never-ending process of uh, perfection. But a perfection is a process, not a goal itself. So uh, there are numerous and, and diverse examples uh, I would like to share, but to illustrate one, I will quote a colleague who described herself uh, as a mere conveyor of information before participating in the school. And... Uh, she would arrive at the lecture, for example, share what she knew, 
and then leave. However, during her time in the school, she significantly developed her teaching philosophy and approach. And a philosophy is a very important thing. It's the mindset, how we think. And uh, now she creates learning opportunities and tasks for students in which they discover themselves the knowledge. And uh, these are... Uh, the very same knowledge that uh, the teacher could have simply explained. But through this approach, it becomes a learning experience for the students themselves, involving exploration, analysis, making mistakes, asking questions, and uh, collaborating between each other. It's really fascinating when I listen to you explaining this because it becomes so reflective and so... Uh, well, I feel like I would like to take one of those courses with you now. You're <laughs> you know? very welcome. Yes. Okay. So looking back in the past years then, um, is there anything you, you would think about doing um, perhaps differently? Or have you maybe already made um, plans or you plan to make some plans for the future? So um, some adjustments to the school approach or anything you would do a bit differently, perhaps based on the lessons you have learned so far? Absolutely. We reflect uh, all the time uh, within our team of uh, the center members and, and with our participants, our alumni and, uh, and eventual participants. So to be honest, we are full of ideas uh, to implement uh, new things. But to mention some specific things, um, each group, every group of our alumni uh, requests that after a certain period, we establish a second group or a course uh, where they could evaluate all the new integrated ideas in the study courses that they have gained during the, the school and uh, continue learning together. So we think of uh, some extension of the school uh, in a bit shorter version, uh, longer, but uh, in, um, well, uh, implementing little fragments of learning during the way. And uh, another thing we plan is to involve our graduates in providing regular continuing education to our colleagues. That was the thing I mentioned. Uh, specifically, they could work in peers or groups to develop teaching sessions where they would pass on the knowledge and skills they have acquired uh, uh, to other university members, other university teachers, so that in this way they would continue their own learning journey at a new level while contributing to the professional development of their peers. And of course, so many other things. Thank you very much, Nora. Um, that, that was really an interesting conversation and I hope we will find some way to, to prolong it or to continue it through other learning and teaching related activities with EUA. So thank you very much um, for sharing with us and um, I will say just uh, see you soon, I guess. Thank you very much for having me here and uh, for helping recognizing uh, the importance of learning in teaching in higher education. Thank you for listening to this first episode of our Higher Ed in Practice series. If you would like to know more about the Junior School of Academics, have a look at the links in the show notes. In our second episode next month, I will interview Pieter Sikström from the University of Juvescula in Finland on the university's policies for staff and student well-being. 
If you don't want to miss it, make sure to subscribe to our podcast.